What you gonna talk about today? Intrinsic. Welcome to another episode of Intrinsic. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Martika McLean, but you can call me Tika. Before we get into this week's episode, let's pray and welcome God into this space. Thank you, Lord, for being with us now and for bringing this beautiful guest onto our show. Uh, And I pray that you will be in our conversation and that this conversation will reach all whom you want it to reach, Lord, and let no technical issues get in the way of this podcast uh, recording. And um, be with us now and speak through us, please, Lord, according to your will. And rain mercies and blessings down on our guests and on our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's episode is about the student's journey, and our lovely guest who will dive into this topic with us is Gigi Tenerife. Hello, Gigi. Hey, Tika. What's up? Thank you for having me. Yes. How are you doing? Doing well. It's midterm season. We'll kind of pass that and entering exam season in a few weeks, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hectic, but God will bring me through. Don't forget. Yes. And talking about midterms and exams and all that fun stuff, you're in school. So what are you taking? What program are you in? Well, right now I go to York University here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm taking global health and I'm going, once I finish, I'm going to have a Bachelor of Arts in global health and specializing in health promotion and disease prevention. And what does any of that even mean? I wish I could tell you, but that's what the degree is. <laughs> you mind explaining like a little bit more? What can you do with such a degree? Honestly, I've been struggling with that for the past four years of my life. Um, global health is a very broad degree. And I know what I know and hear of nowadays is that global health is actually sometimes required in certain like other for other occupations and other degrees as well. Really? Um, yeah, that's what I heard. I, and I know like global health is like a small portion, like it's included in a small portion of, of nursing as well. So it's very mm-hmm. broad, but global health in itself as a degree, it covers so much. It covers um, like how to measure health. Um, it covers like the actual diseases and studying diseases. It's just a lot. There's a lot to it. Like I can't really like explain specifically what global health is, um, but I can tell you only a few jobs <laughs> that I really know. Obviously, you can become a global health like professor um, and just in health in general. You can also um, become a global health program like manager. So basically, if you know those health initiatives that you see all around, like people mm-hmm. that want to make a difference, like um, like just basically like if, a, if the government or if a policy wants to be implemented, like if a government wants to implement like a certain program towards health to cater towards like a certain audience, um, global health people are involved in reviewing these programs. Or if the oh. government wants to implement a certain policy that involves health, um, global health um, people will review that certain policy. So it's a whole lot of stuff like that. <laughs> I did not know that. Okay, interesting. I found out this year too. <laughs> Hmm. So then is that what you're wanting to do? Like, what exactly do you want to do with this? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know, people ask me that all the time. And 
I get so stressed. Well, like before, I used to get so stressed and so anxious because I just have no idea because global health wasn't my first choice. Um, and honestly, like for me, I know that like global health was just something that York pretty much offered me. And it's also interesting because I do want to be a missionary and I want to help people and maybe go into the health aspect of helping people. Um, but I feel like I would have to do more school towards that probably, most likely. Um, but I just feel like, you know, global health, missionary, I feel like it ties into each other really well. I just don't exactly know um, mm-hmm. how, how it will. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm praying for God's leading every day. And I just know and I have faith that he will um, show me the way eventually. But for now, I'm just trying to take one day at a time. <laughs> Yeah. So you said that this wasn't your first choice. What was your first choice? The thing is, I didn't have one because growing up, my parents, well, I come from a Filipino background and my parents are, well, in Filipino culture, the typical ideal occupation choice is like nurse, doctor, Mm -hmm. anything in the Mm -hmm. healthcare medical field, all of that. Because once you do that, you know, you're set for life, you know, you don't have to worry about anything, you don't have money issues, like they think that's like, that's like the the top tier uh, mm-hmm. occupation you, sh- you could have. So ever since I was little, um, my parents pretty much instilled like, oh, you should be a doctor, you should be a nurse. Um, maybe in some occasions, you should be a lawyer, or whatever, when mm-hmm. I would get like sassy and be like, hey, you know how to argue. And it's just like, all right, thanks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like ever since like I was a kid, like that was just something they've always instilled. And then if I even tried to bring up other occupations, they're like, just be a nurse, just be a doctor. And it's just, you know, the conversation, it wasn't, it was kind of like close ended from there, yeah. you know? And um, it, it's, it's just strange because like when you have, when you're in elementary and then you have uh, those dress them dress your career what's a career day career day at school yes, and, you, yes, and, yeah. you, mm-hmm. and you dress like what your ideal career like what you want to be I would always come in scrubs with a with a stethoscope and be like yep I'm a nurse or like if you know, put on a lab like lab coat like yep I'm a doctor and that that was basically my whole occupation for all of elementary um but when it came to high school you know or even like junior high I was like having doubts like I don't I don't know what I want to do um mm-hmm. but I always thought in my head like you know like not nah, nursing is a good job like we should go for nursing but it wasn't until like grade 11 um like it really hit me it's just like wow I really don't want to do this mm. but like it's also I don't I never had time to think for myself like like we're already here you know what I mean um and it's also tough because like around high school like I wanted to get closer with God, but I wasn't necessarily like, obviously I'm not where I am now and like compared then in my spiritual life. So like mm-hmm. that was like a really tough time for me. Cause like, I, I wanted God to like, like reveal to me what he wanted me to do. I wanted him to show me like what career he wanted me to do, but he didn't show me, you know, or maybe I just wasn't seeing, or it's just, I was just very lost. I was very blind to what I like, what my options were. Mm-hmm. So when it came to grade 12 and we had to apply, I was pretty much done from there because I had no idea what I wanted from my end. And, and the things when you applied to, to schools, you, like you, you get, um, I think at the time it was a $50 
like charge per application. So mm-hmm. if, if I wanted to apply to York, that was fifty dollars. Um, if I want to apply to McMaster, that was another fifty. So every different school that you apply to was another fifty. So I only applied to three because my mom did not want me to leave Ontario. She wanted me to stay local. Um, How come? She just like she just wants me to stay close to her. <laughs> maybe it saves money too it does save money but i feel like it's also they feel like they want to just keep me in the same vicinity so they can just i don't know just like i don't know just keep me very close so they can keep an eye on what i'm doing or whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah so i only applied to three schools all of them nursing all of them (laughs) and um and the thing is when you apply to the schools i don't know if they changed it now or anything but you're allowed to apply to only up to two programs. And mm. she wouldn't even let me apply for another program. Like it was just straight up nursing. Like I, it was to the point where I was looking through all the programs from the different schools. I'm like, okay, like maybe I could go into, into arts, into biology. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything. And um, she was just like, why would you want to do that? What are you going to do with it? And it's just, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know anything. Um, so even with that process, like for someone to not really like walk that through with me, cause like, I just have no idea what I was doing for myself. Like it was a very stressful time. So yeah, I only applied to three schools, all of them for nursing, nursing program. So I applied to York, well, the bridge program from York. So Seneca York for nursing, um, Ryerson and McMaster and yeah, that got it from there. And then rest is history but there's a like a little twist <laughs> when it came to actually getting acceptances I did not get accepted into any of them mm. so by the time so you I think I could be mistaken but you you usually apply around maybe October November for like the universities and then mm-hmm. you would ideally start getting your acceptances around maybe February to April I want to say like early acceptances around January, February or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I wasn't getting any of that. Like going to school, I would hear like my classmates saying like, yeah, I got accepted here. I'm going here. And it's just like me, like I waited for months, like to get acceptance and nothing. Like I was so discouraged. It's just like, I want to be happy for people, but it's just like, yo, like, first of all, I applied to a program that I didn't even want to go into. So now I'm anxiously mm-hmm. waiting if I'm going to be accepted but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be accepted because I don't want to do nursing. So I was just in this really like weird, confused space. And I was just so lost, man. Like, it was just a stressful time. And so, yeah, um, February, March, April, May passed, nothing. And then I think around June or mid-July or something like that, I got a letter from York, not an acceptance, but saying that they're going to offer me an alternative program called Global Health. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, and mind you, at, during like the whole waiting period, like my parents are also pressuring me too. They're like, where is it? Where's your acceptance? And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it's not in my hands at this moment. So mm. it was just, it just everything. It was, it was just so bad. Um, and yeah, so I got the acceptance letter from, York for global health and then I brought it up to my parents and they're like okay what are you going to do with it and then I saw that you can go into second entry nursing in global health so I can enter global health for the first year and if I want to apply into second into nursing for the second year I can do that 
and it's oh, pretty much okay. a guaranteed like leeway and they're like okay just do it and then next you know i went through global health i did not i did not <laughs> go into nursing um but yeah now i'm here i'm in fourth year um probably gonna take another fifth year because there was a strike in my first year which was very hard <laughs> to deal with um but yeah now we're almost done and it's kind of crazy to really think about but god really sustained and helped me through that process so yeah wow that's a lot yeah i'm stressed just rethinking about it <laughs> i'm it's very unfortunate that you weren't given the opportunity though to really think for yourself like this is what i want to do and i completely understand because personally myself when i was in high school i did not think i did not get the opportunity to think what do i want to do mm. since i popped out of the womb i was like i need theater in my life i'm gonna oh. do theater that's what i always said and everyone told me no because i think it's just the minority Ooh. thing mm. that you need to be a nurse a doctor a lawyer one of those things because it's secure you won't be um broke or you don't have yeah. to worry about money like you said yeah and so I was told the same things that you were told, but I was just a very disobedient child. And I said, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do anyways. And so that's, oh, that's God. the difference between you and me is you're obedient and I'm not. And so <laughs> I just wonder if you were given the time to really just think for mm-hmm. yourself, this is what I want to do, or I want to give this a try. What do you think you would have pursued? You know, people have actually asked me this question because I'm very open about like my global health experience and I really don't have an answer. I don't. Mm. Like, I feel like, (sighs) I think when I think about it, I've just been pretty much stressed my whole life. (laughs) Like pretty much stressed about like in high school, where am I going to go? Because I don't know. And now in global health, it's like, okay, I'm in it. What am I going to do? Because I don't know where to go. Um, So it's just my whole experience has been like just worrying about what I'm gonna do next and where I'm gonna end up and I feel like it sucks because I just never really taken the time to really like sit and talk with God about like God where do you actually want me to be um and and that and that's sad because like well in in addition to that with my parents they also don't believe in switching um you know uh school choices so Mm. they they're like once you get into something you don't switch just finish it and start something new and Mm -hmm. then so kind of switching out of global health it's like that wasn't an option for me either so Mm -hmm. I pretty much had no choice but to stay and Mm -hmm. yeah so and I completely understand that you don't have an answer because you weren't given the time to really think you're just okay I'm in elementary school then I'm in high school then I'm doing uni and you don't have any break in between to be like okay this is what I want to do have you ever thought of taking maybe one year off or maybe even just one semester off I know that probably would be you'd probably get a slap aside the head Mm -hmm. but have you ever thought of doing that no because for me, once my parents say you shouldn't or you should, I'll do it. And that's, there's no option about it. Like, there's no second guessing. Um, and the thing is, like, even if, like, I have, if, even if I did take a break, um, 
like the way my parents see taking a break and switching like switching your um school choice like it's the same thing because you're wasting your time mm-hmm. like that's what they see it as you know mm-hmm. and even if I took um a break I don't want to be like maybe I wouldn't have thought about anything but that's not true maybe I could have like figured out what I wanted to do mm-hmm. you know it's interesting that you bring that you bring that up because I actually never thought of it like that it was just it just never occurred to me I mean, it's an idea. I know that'd be probably very difficult for you to because you also wanna you wanna make your parents happy and you you want to you wanna be an obedient child, you know? But at the same time, one day your parents aren't going to be there to make all the decisions for you and you're gonna be mm-hmm. the one that has to make all the decisions yourself. Yep. And then I'm not trying to scare you or anything, <laughs> but like, what if you end up in a situation where you're like, oh my goodness, I did this, this program, and and this isn't even what I want to do. Like, you could still, like, you could still look at it positively, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I at least I got a, a degree, I got a bachelor's, yeah. and I can go get a job. And while I'm working and making money, I can make a decision um on what I want to do next with my life maybe I'll go back to school after I save up some money or whatever Mm -hmm. maybe I'll pursue this instead but at least I have this bachelor's degree I can at least do stuff and make money in the meantime so it's not a bad thing no it's not at all but just I I just totally understand and I know so many people who are in that situation who are like well my parents told me this so I mean I'm just trying to you know the bible says you know to listen to your parents so just uh, that your- I struggled with that for so long not even just in school like just in like my life um just in everything they want me to do because like my parents are the type like they want me to stay home all the time they basically don't want me to have a life and know when mm-hmm. I got involved with ACF and for those who don't know it's Adventist Christian Fellowship um that's actually how I met Tika what's up <laughs> so when I came to even getting involved with that like my parents are like you're doing too much you should be home and it's just mm. like bro I'm doing things for Jesus like mm. what else do you want from me you know and it's just they just weren't comfortable with the idea of me growing up and making my own mm. decisions like because I'm the youngest in my family um like yes in my immediate family because it's only me and my brother and um and even just in my dad's side I'm the youngest girl Mm. and like in all of my guy cousins I'm the youngest and even with my family here in Canada I'm still the youngest so everyone just sees me as the baby that can't do much that's kind of like um Mm. like that live that media not that mediocre like but they have really high expectations for me but it's just Mm -hmm. like, they want to keep me in this box. Mm -hmm. Like you're capable of so much, but like, just bring it down, like be here, you know? And Mm -hmm. it it was just so stressful because like, I, I wasn't like aware of my capabilities for so long. And until now I'm still not, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not fully aware of what I'm capable Mm -hmm. of. So, yeah. I mean, you say you have one more year left. You're going to go for Mm -hmm. a fifth year. What if during your break from fourth year to fifth year, you think about maybe one course that you could take that is just outside of global health, (laughs) something that's in the area that maybe you want to try, experiment with, and see if that works with you or not? 
well the thing is with my parents and i'm very privileged to have them as parents like don't get me wrong like my parents are great like regardless of what you know i talk about you know that's just my school story but like my parents are amazing people very generous very kind um but you know i'm very privileged to have parents that actually pay for my education mm-hmm. and um you know i never had to like they established themselves so well because they always thought about us so they always um, thought about like you know we don't want you guys to pay for your school we don't want you guys to work and that was also something that um, was kind of an issue for them as well because I actually worked two jobs <laughs> so even trying to get a job like I kind of went behind their back <laughs> Wow, I got a job but then after I got the job I'm like yeah I got a job and the thing is with the interview for that job I actually got hired right on the spot and they're like oh okay and then they couldn't say anything after that <laughs> And they even like use my discount or whatever. <laughs> so, um, wait, what was the question again? I feel like <laughs> I was, oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. What taking a break. Question? Taking a yes. break. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I'm very privileged to have parents that, you know, that actually pay for my education. And they always say that, you know, once you change, you know, your, once you change your degree or once you take your break, whatever is left over from that, like, you're paying by yourself, which kind of sucks because I don't want to pay for my school. You know, I know a lot of people do it like who, like whoever of y'all do it out there. I applaud you. But it's just like if I were to take <laughs> the easy route and not pay for anything, I would. So it's like when they put little, I want to say threats. But it's like when they say stuff like that, like it makes me like just want to finish, you know, mm-hmm. and like and I get it because like even if I take the break, there's always like me anticipating me stressing about like, man, I have to go back and finish it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, even if I change, like, I'm still going to finish it and then change. So like the option of finishing, it's always still going to be there. So might as well just finish. Mm. How do we deal with not wanting to disobey our parents with the <laughs> uni, de- uni degree that we go for when it's not what we personally want to do? <sighs> personally, want to do hmm. I think that well first of all like I think you mentioned before like you brought up like the the commandment of honor your father and mother for you know your days will be long and I actually and here's what's very very fortunate for me so I went to NSA school basically my whole life from grade one to grade 12 went to Crawford Adventist Academy love that that's my home those my people and I was very fortunate to have you know godly sound-minded people from that place that I can even talk to and hit up like anytime and be like hey I need help or I need prayer and even after I graduated from from Crawford I um I would visit I would visit the school from like time to time and then I would always see the chaplain there um shout out to Pastor Sherry love you um, and I was just telling her about my situation and like, sometimes I ran to her about my life or just like, we just have a good conversation. And then the topic of like my parents came up and, and I'm just like, yeah. And like, I was, I was just stressed because like, I don't want to disobey my parents. And you know, the, the commandment says, you know, honor your father and mother. And she was like, yeah, but honoring your father and mother doesn't mean you always obey your parents. And I'm just like, oh, that's true. I'm like, oh, 
because if you think about it like if your parents are telling you to sin are you supposed to obey that like mm. you know like so so what do you do there if the commandment says like you know you should always obey your parents but it's not it's, you should always honor your parents and like for me like I love my parents you know I, I, I want to include them in my life but they're a big part of my life and like I never actually want to like disrespect them in any way I don't want to like undermine their their authority and their um their importance um in my life and who they are to me so that was actually something I really had to sit with and it's just like yeah like I really don't have to, you know, always obey. Okay, well, I'm not saying to the people out there, don't obey your parents because <laughs> you should. But I think that's also, it's also important when you think about like your spiritual life with God, like you should ask him for counsel, ask him for, you know, like his will, what he wants you to do. Because if you go from there, you can't really go wrong because he should always be first in your life, even before your parents. And mm-hmm. And you should always check yourself, like, because you talked about, you know, your personal desires and like, if global health wasn't something, isn't something that um, I want to do, then what is? And if I actually knew what that actual desire was, I have to bring it to God and be like, God, is this something that you want me to do? So <clears throat> in terms of like, not like not going with what your parents say, it's definitely just a reflection of how your relationship with God is as well. Because mm-hmm. I, I just strongly believe like, and um, yeah, I just strongly believe that when you have a strong relationship with God, your relationships with other people, especially your parents, will fall into line eventually. You know, mm. not that's not to say you won't go through a lot of like butting heads and like a lot of disagreements because you know, they're your parents aren't you and you're not your parents, so then you guys aren't going to think the same. And you know, with me and my parents, we grew up in different times, different locations. They grew up in a place that's full of all Filipino people, and then you know who you know always like. Um, listen to their parents and like they grew up in a place where like you know hitting your children with a chinilla so like a slipper or a house shoe like you know like <laughs> that's that, that that was their way of discipline and all mm-hmm. that but when you come into North America um, they're more of like you know reason with me you know kids nowadays it's like communication is key you know mm-hmm. like don't yell at me be respectful because that, that's how we're, that's how we grew up you know always say please and thank you like, we know how to talk. We know how to reason. We know how to, um, like, state our case, if, you, if mm-hmm. I must say. So it's just <clears throat> when you have your relationship with God, like, like, set and you establish that and you keep establishing that he will give you patience on how to deal with your parents. And that's how it's very, how, how it's been in my life, I would say. Hmm. You said it much better than I ever could. My goodness. (laughs) I don't even need to add anything else. You said it all. Jeez. Praise God. Okay, so you said earlier that you want to do mission work. Mm -hmm. So have you thought about combining global health and your missionary dreams? Yes, actually. Um, Okay, so I'm trying to think of when... Okay, so when I was in high school... I um, met my mom's longtime childhood friend, Jem Castor. He is a missionary. He's originally from the Philippines, but now he's um, part of ASAP Ministries. I don't know what it stands for. Something about Asians, something persecuted. Yeah, just, just. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so he came because he, I, I think my parents like invited him to speak here. 
and he stayed at my house and um I learned so much about like his life as a, as a missionary and what he does and it's just and honestly that was the first time it really clicked in my head like that's what I want to do like nothing else in my life like being a nurse being a doctor whatever other occupation that I heard of like nothing like clicked and honestly like when people I, I used to get jealous of people that would be like yeah, I know what I want to do in my life. I'm going to be this and that, you know, I, I'm going, I'm on the path to this. And I'm just like, is there something wrong with me? Like, why is it me? Like, I'm the only one that doesn't know, like, that doesn't know what I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to be. So I just thought like, maybe God just doesn't want to talk to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But ever since I met um, Jem, well, I call him Kuya Jem. Um, I think I was either in grade 11 and grade 12, something like that. That was the first time, like, my heart kind of like jumped. And it was just like mm. mission work. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Wow. Yeah. And then global health came. I'm just like, okay, global health, missionary work. I see the correlation. I just don't know where they meet yet. But, you know, I think we, I think we can do something. You know, I, and I still try to figure, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but I feel like, I just have a feeling that things are going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, global health, health and mission work totally is an alignment. You kind of mm-hmm. spoke on it earlier that some of the jobs that you could do and maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll be on, what is it called? What is it? The U- UN, the United Nations? Maybe well, you'll be what, doing that type of stuff. You don't know. That's what everyone used to say. And I'm just like, bro, I don't even know what the United Nations does. But like, it sounds like it would be part of it. So I'm just going to go with it. Like, yeah, you know, we're going to do that. Right. But like, there's so much you can do. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know if you need like a master's to do mission, like health mission no. work. I don't think you would. I don't think I, do. I, don't think I would either. So yeah. that's, what, that's what makes me excited. Like I'm almost done school and it's kind of scary because um, as we said before, like we actually started recording, like it's kind of scary. Like we're entering the real world, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like kind of dreamed of finishing global health ever since first year. I just like, I just want to be done. Um, so it's like, now that I'm actually here, it's just like, whoa, like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know God's going to lead me. Like he's been with me for the past four years in university. I mean, he's with me my entire life, but him Mm -hmm. to guide me this whole time. And like, honestly, with, even with my mom, like she gave me a hard time of like not finishing school on time. Cause in the Philippines, they have such high standards, bro. Like when you, especially when it comes to nursing, I think with other degrees as well, when you pass like your board exams. They mm-hmm. put your name on the newspaper and they know who passed. So like really? your, your name is out there. Yeah. And if, you're na- if you don't pass, it's over for you. Like you just bring on, like disgrace and dishonor to your family. Like that's how it is. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah I'm, I'm being so legit. So when, um, when, she, when she heard that like, you know, I'm not going to finish on time. She, she thought I was just failing life from there. She's just like, what's wrong with you? You should be finished. Like she just doesn't get it. You know, like even when I tried to explain like the school format of um, how university and college here work, she just doesn't understand. She just knows that, Mm. okay, university, four years, better finish in four years. Like she doesn't get that you can actually like extend it or you can like plan out your courses, plan out like how much you want to take. Like she doesn't get that part. Mm. So yeah, there was definitely a lot of patience I needed to deal with that as well. Mm. So yeah. So where do you see yourself when you're done with this program? What do you see yourself doing? 
Um, Have you even thought about that yet? I think about it all the time. And the only thing I picture myself is like being in another country, probably teaching kids, you know, how to sing, do praise team. <laughs> um, trying, like pretty much helping them lead out a church service. Which is something that Gigi is amazing at, can I say? She is the singer of we're, singers. We're, we're, we're growing. <laughs> we're getting better um, day by day. Um, and yeah, so it's, that's what I see myself doing. And yeah, just, just doing mission work. I always see it. I Have you looked into, oh, go ahead. No, I, I just, that, that's just something that just never leaves my head. Like even in my dreams, like I just picture myself like, wow being somewhere yeah do you think this is what god is calling you to do i do i do um even in the times where like school would be so rough and like i don't think like i would make it through and like i, I think that's just me being dramatic to be honest <laughs> when you have like so many assignments piled up and so many exams like oh my gosh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna fail life you know i'm not gonna make it through um even in those times it's just like no you will and um even even in times where like I just feel very mediocre because like you know you brought up me like leading a praise team and me singing and all that like I know I'm not like the best at it I'm not great like if anything I'm very mediocre about it oh well I I say I'm mediocre um like I think and again I think like growing up like that's something that really hit me hard because like I'm not necessarily like excelling in anything as well Mm. but you know I, I do believe like God gave me the talent of singing. I may not be the best singer out here, but but you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Tika. I love you. Um, so yeah, he he did give me the talent of singing, and even though I may not be the great greatest at it um, in the whole world, I'm still gonna give it to him, dedicate it to him, and let him use me. So that's how mm. I see it. And have you looked into any missionary? Um, organizations yet like done any research Mm -hmm. um okay so yeah so there was one as i mentioned before it was kuya gems it's i really want to search this up because i really want to know what it's called it's something with the asian south something uh and the persecuted that's all i know so there's his his thing and then there's also one that I came across because my friend Tyler posted on Instagram one day, like saying they had like a recruiting session for it. And it's called Adventist Frontier Missions. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's actually on a mission trip right now in Benin, which is in Africa. So I'm just like, all right. And then honestly, I, I came to the first meeting and I was just smiling the whole way through. Like, I don't think I smiled considering that everything is online. I've never smiled through an entire Zoom meeting, like genuinely, <laughs> you know? Um, so I was just, and I think I wasn't even on camera. I was just like seeing what they were about, like what, what they did, like how they, um, how they ran things, like where their missionaries are at right now, what they're trying to do next. It just, it just made my heart so happy. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I was just like, I really want to be part of this, you know? Wow. So, yeah. I know. It's coming together. It's just as well. <laughs> Is there a specific country you want to go to? No. No, I don't. And I think, 
And I think that, like, with that, like, um, I just want to go wherever God leads me. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, because when I think about it, and like I said before, like, you know, growing up, it can't, it kind of sucks that, like, I can't or I didn't have, like, a passion to do anything. But I feel like if I did, maybe God just made me different. Because, like, if I did, I feel like it would be really hard for me to give up. Like, I feel like I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have, like, submitted to him. And I wouldn't have, like, um, let him decide for me and, like, control my life. Because if it was something that God didn't want me to do, but it was a strong desire, it would be very hard for him to change me. And next, you know, he couldn't really use me in the, in the way he would actually truly want me um, to be used. So um, I think now when I look back at it, like, I'm kind of glad if you could say I was pretty lost because <laughs> mm. I feel like it made me more dependent on him. It made me trust in him even more. And it just shows all the more that I should not worry about my future because he's leading me every day. Wow. Hmm. I would have never looked at it like that. Like if I was so passionate about this thing that I wouldn't have submitted, I would have never looked at it like that. You have a very positive outlook on this because I wouldn't have looked at it like that. Well, I didn't for a long time. I didn't. And when it came to global health, I like first, even until now, I still have a bit of trouble. But first to third year, I struggled so hard, like because I had just so had so much remorse towards it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't even want to be in this program. This wasn't my first choice. And I was just so miserable. Like, my grades weren't great. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I would pass them, but they're not the best, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, every every time I had an assignment, I had an exam. Like, I would just, like, be cussing to myself. I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm just – I was just a miserable mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until, like, third year where I started to see, like, a shift in things. I'm just like, wow, like, I'm actually more than halfway, you know? Like, honestly, like – look at, at a brighter like better brighter perspective and just finish you know god will bring you through he's brought you this far finish you know and mm-hmm. it wasn't until like um fourth year this year where it really hit me and one of my friend my friends um ezra he was like to me you know you talk about global health and how you don't know what to do but you've never actually prayed to god with what he wants you to do and what he wants where he wants you to end up in global health like all my prayers were like complaints. I'm like, God, just bring me through this or God, like I'm having a hard time, but it's never like, God, I don't know what you want me to. I don't know why you placed me here. And I don't want, I don't know why you um, want me in this program, but use me. It was never that prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Like I'm in fourth year. I'm just like, and I never prayed that prayer, mm-hmm. you know? So it's definitely, I definitely had to change my prayer and change my attitude and change my heart posture because God can only tell me and show me things so much but if my heart isn't even willing to be aligned with his then you know that's clearly my fault it's clearly up to me Mm. wow thank you so much for being on here and saying (laughs) everything that you just said I know that you're going to be everything that you said is going to be of so much help to those who are in similar situations who don't want to disobey their parents who may not know what they even want to do themselves who are still looking for what they're passionate about and I'm sure that what you said has just really 
helped them and inspired them in amazing ways. I know God spoke through you for sure tonight. I really hope so. And thank you for inviting me, Tika. And I'm really praying for this ministry because I know it's going to be something powerful and it's going to do such great things. Thank you. So do you have any final words, any words of encouragement for those who may have been in a similar situation or who are in a similar situation such as yourself? Hmm. Um, um, I would say, honestly, just spend time with God. I know that sounds very cliche because, you know, you spend time with God through prayer, reading his word, but it's also how he can speak to you. You know, and if you're ever in that point in your life where you don't know what to do and you just feel lost and you feel like everything in the world is against you, just trust that he is fighting for you and lean on his promises. And obviously you need to know what his promises are, so you should read them word. But you serve a God who created the universe, who created heaven and earth, who came down here to die and he conquered death. And you have a chance to be with him in heaven and spend eternal life with him. So don't lose hope, don't lose faith that he will come through for you. Just take one day at a time. Don't stress about tomorrow, don't stress about next month, next year. Take one day at a time, look at your to-do list, look at your tasks. If you can't do do them within the day, that's okay. And just make sure to rest and rest in Jesus. Amen. Thank you. And do you have any social media? Uh, yes. So pretty much just Instagram. Um, my Instagram is um, Kijiji underscore. So K-I-G-E-G-E underscore. And yeah, you can follow me there. All right. Thank you to our precious listeners for tuning in and chilling with us on another episode of Intrinsic. We'd be grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to this on. Also, if you could leave us a review and share Intrinsic with others, that would be greatly appreciated. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you'd like us to further touch on, email us at g-o-e-p-r-d at gmail.com. That uh, gmail will be in the description box. Thanks again and have a blessed week. Bye.